This bachelor party episode is brought to you by Mercari. Mercari is a selling app that makes it fast and easy to sell almost anything. You take a few pics, add a description, and boom, your item is listed. With buyers in all 50 states, stuff really sells and everything ships easily. So there are never any awkward meetups. You can find Mercari on the app stores or on Mercari.com. That's M-E-R-C-A-R-I.com. And hey, do you know about Frozen the Musical? Frozen is the newest hit musical from Disney on Broadway, and it's celebrating its one-year anniversary on Broadway. With sensational special effects, stunning sets and costumes, and powerhouse performances, it's a Broadway experience like no other. Frozen makes a great date night and is even Bachelor-approved. Colton took Cassie on their first real date there, and they had a night to remember. I'm from New York. Whenever I go, I go to see Broadway shows. And you know what? Maybe I'll see Frozen. Colton and Cassie, truly inspirational. If you're interested in going to see Frozen the Musical, visit frozenthemusical.com slash podcast for a special offer. Get your tickets today. All right. And now let's batch. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. It's Friday afternoon, feeling loose. Got some some Bachelor gossip to break down. In this episode, we're going to call it the producer tell-all because my my two companions, my road dogs on this journey, are Craig and Kaya, who produce this podcast. Hi, Craig. Hey, what's going on? Hi, Kaya. Hello. Last time we did this with Craig, he was an intern. Now he works here, so that's impressive. Thank wow. you, yeah. Congrats to Craig. What a come up. <laughs> <laughs> and Kaya, you've probably heard her voice on Tea Time and Jam Session. She does a lot, a lot of uh, the culture shows here, and um, they help me with the show every week. And you know, who better to discuss the latest in Batch Nation than the two people who have to be invested in it? So, <laughs> um, people sent in some questions after we solicited it. And major thank you to Mike Fleiss, the creator of The Bachelor, who retweeted my tweet. I really appreciate it, Mike Fleiss. You're you're my number one uh, Bachelor t- Bachelor showrunner. And um, we're gonna run down some of these, and then I, you know, I also got some other random ones. We'll just throw here in the mix. And we will just go for it. The number one question we need to cover is a, is a number, a little bit of a logistical situation. Um, this is from at a Davis at underscore a Davis 15. And it's a really good question. How in God's name do Colton, Cassie and Kaylin all live in the same building slash how is that not insanely awkward the whole time between Cassie and Kaylin because they're friends? Also, did you take Colton as a motorcycle guy? Because I, I for sure didn't. And he got one. So let's break this down. Kaya, you pointed me to this article from Entertainment Tonight. Shout out to Lauren Zima, our friend, though she didn't write this. This is by Jennifer Drysdale. (laughs) It's really great. It's very comprehensive. It is comprehensive. What did you learn from this article? So I learned that, A, Colton and Cassie are still not living together. Colton is officially in L.A., and so now they're happy to be closer together. Um, I'm thinking it doesn't, like, explicitly say this, but I think— Colton or Cassie's sister is also living in the apartment with her. Why do you think that based on? So she captioned her Instagram. Today marks a new chapter for me and Michelle Randolph. I'm not abandoning my, abandoning my beach home since I'll be interning for grad school in HB Huntington, Huntington beach. beach. Yeah. How close is that to you? You live in Redondo. Um, Huntington Beach is far. That's like a, at least a 45 minute. Like, cause that's like oh. OC. It is Orange County, right? So okay. 
that's there's like my first question. Why are you moving to L.A. proper if you are going to be interning at Huntington Beach? That's a hellish commute. <laughs> it's really far. <laughs> that it makes sucks. no sense. It's probably not every day. That's my guess for Cassie. And as we know, not to be too shady or throw too much shade, her her work situation has come come up a bit. And while while I believe that she's pursuing her her master's degree in speech pathology, being a former uh, bachelorette or bachelor contestant and then also ending up with the lead is hugely time consuming. If you're really going to make money off of it, you can't just be in school. So there's no way that like her primary raise in death show right now is pursuing speech pathology. Literally no chance. I, I would imagine that she's finishing it just to finish it. She probably like had maybe like a year or two of school under her belt when she started The Bachelor. And now she's like, well... I might as well, I guess. I don't know. I could honestly still see her like fully abandoning it, but maybe that's mean. Cassie's dad, Matt, definitely will not allow her to go out of career. He's actually practical, which I I appreciate. And as a result, I I bet her parents, and also she's only 23. When you're 23, the parents really influence you a lot because you're still so young. And she was like living close to her family. I'm sure they were like, Cassie, you you have to finish your degree. You have to finish your career. You know, I don't want to take agency away from her, but I'm just saying like, I, I don't believe Papa Matt would be like, yeah, cool, just move to L.A. and do the influencer thing. Yeah, that's a major dad move. Like, okay, I, he probably, I mean, it's like, I don't under, how are you going to make money from, like, being on Instagram? You need to get your degree. Which, it's true. Yeah. Very true. So let's address the Kaylin aspect of this. So Kaylin moved to L.A. And she's just doing a lot of really weird stuff. Craig, can you fill us in on some of the weirdness of Kaylin's social media? Sure. I'm actually looking at it right now. I mean, she she's just, I don't know. She's like, it's, it's like she's been an influencer for two years already. She's very, very comfortable with this scene already. And I don't know. I mean, she was a, a pageant person, so I guess she's used to stuff like this. Yes. But her and Cassie are basically advertising that they're living together. Like they kind of made it like a dual campaign that they're both promoting. And even Colton did too. On Colton's Instagram, he posted, I bought my girlfriend a bottle of wine and she's sharing it with my ex. Sweet. They're really like taking the threes company type of vibe really far and, and want... and. Just really trading on the their characters from the show. And it doesn't seem like they're really truly investing in their relationship as far as I can tell. They also post to Instagram so much. Like I don't I think I muted them because it was clogging up my <laughs> my feed. And it, it doesn't there's a lot of people out there on social media, Reddit, really doubting if they're gonna make it. And you understand why. Yeah. They've spent yeah. so much time showing off their living arrangement. But I, I mean that's like possible partially their age. Like, that's kind of what you do. Plus, don't you think that Cassie's just going to be hanging out with Kaylin all the time without Colton and she's just yeah. going to end up breaking up with him? Yes. I think it doesn't seem like, as we all know, Cassie's, like, ready to settle down. Which is fine. She's 23. She doesn't have yeah. to. But they're trying to, like, make it... He's really trying to make it seem like everything's perfect between them. And she's, Maybe we make a new show where, where all these former Bachelor contestants live in the same apartment building and live in L.A. Okay, this was a pitch that I had a year and a half ago. <laughs> it's like ago. a Bachelor dorm. I think it should be in Manhattan Beach. That's the perfect yes, place for this. Yes, that I 100% agree. Is where they can go drinking on the Strand. But it is a really good idea because they flock to L.A. and there's all this untapped potential. Yeah. Like... Let, when when uh, bachelor people or anyone ends up going on Dancing with the Stars or Dancing with the Stars Junior, they are they live in um, Parque Brea or the Palazzo, which are right next to each other near the Grove in CBS Television City or CBS Studios, excuse me. And 
they should be following them way more often. I, I've been thinking a lot about this. Like the secret to my favorite reality shows is true friendship. So like, yes, let's get a spinoff for Cassie and her sister and Kaylin if they're all living together. I mean, that sounds like a great show. Yeah. Yeah. Would watch. Um, props to Bachelor Reddit for pointing out that the bottle of wine that Colton got them was menage a trois. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, wow. They're really going for it. I know. They're really, it's very high school, honestly. It's, it is. It is. And which makes sense because they're all 23. Yeah. So it's like... But, okay, and it also seems like they moved in at, like, the exact same time. Yeah, they're both unpacking all the boxes together. It just feels very like orchestrated. a week or two, I believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So, I mean. They're probably going to go to Sir as well. Don't you think? <sighs> yes, for sure. I don't know. It, it just, it, they definitely, definitely How live close in do we think Colton lives to them? Probably all live in West Hollywood, so I bet yeah. pretty close. Like 15, 10, 15 minute drive. He seems like he probably thinks birds are really fun to ride on. Oh, yeah, we'll <laughs> probably see him. A bird scooter. <laughs> I would pay money to see Colson. I on really a bird. want to get them in here. I know he he probably like so big for it. Like not not because yeah. he's big, like he's just like a beefy a guy. Yeah, totally totally. The whole thing is pretty weird. And then Kaylin also on Spotify made a playlist called C plus C Rose Emoji. Open parentheses, plus C, question mark, close parentheses. <laughs> Shout out to Reddit for finding this. Um, and it, the songs on it are I Like Me Better, I'm Yours, I Won't Give Up, Girls Like You, Drops of Jupiter, She'll Be Loved, How He Loves, Cannons, I Love It, and Here Tonight, which is like maybe just a really basic playlist, or all of these like suggestive songs about their weird three-person non-relationship. I don't really get it. I don't get it either. I mean, it's like this basically like erases any like doubt or I guess goodwill you would have to this living situation because at first it'd be like without this you're like oh well you know maybe it's it's apartment hunting in Los Angeles is hard and you know maybe they just happen to find an apartment together in the same building no way this makes it weird yeah it really does and this is also very Vanderpump where um, Jax and Brittany live in the same apartment as Katie and Tom it wouldn't surprise me if they actually were trying to sell something based on the fact they live together or like live near each other. It would work. It would work. I mean, we're talking about it. We've been talking about it for about 10 minutes. So <laughs> they made a 30 so second Instagram video and we're already thinking it's a TV show. I know, but that, I mean, short form content is what I hear the kids want these days, you know? <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> okay, let's move on. This is from at Casey Guns. Why aren't more past Bachelor and Bachelorette alum being drafted to compete on the challenge? And what are the chances we get a challenge versus Bachelor limited series like we do with Chance vs. Stars? Do you guys watch the challenge? Nope. No. My God. Okay. Well, <laughs> they've started incorporating, I've talked about this. They've started incorporating Bachelor people or really all reality people from all, from all over um, onto the challenge. And Chase from JoJo season was on it and he did, a, he was horrible. He lost in the second episode and also like took everything really seriously. They, the people on the show made fun of him for being from The Bachelor and they were like, listen, man, like you don't fall in love like the first night because he he developed a crush really quickly. And I do think that's telling. Like it kind of indicates a certain perspective of these Bachelor people and also how they're viewed that it's so much its own zone and like it's its own lane that I think it would, it's in kind of hard for them to transition. But Paradise could be expanded. There could be more shows that begin with the Bachelor world because I think that's where the Bachelor people are way more famous than challenge people. So they could they have the potential to like make more make they have the potential to make way more money. So it just needs to be more bachelor focused, I think. Like start 
some kind of spinoff there with like, you know, they all moved to LA. They just need to keep expanding. It's like the MCU. There really needs to be an entire universe. <laughs> we need every type of show. People will watch. I know. I mean, it's, it's like Bachelor Winter Games was such a hit. They need to keep doing stuff I'm like that. I'm actually not sure it was such a hit, but I did love it. It was, I, it I was a good content. Time. Put all the guys in a house and make them like be in an intramural league. Like, oh, we'll watch that. It's true. It is true. Um, related question from at legit Greg Hill on Twitter. How would you feel about having Johnny Bananas as a future bachelor. I'm fully opposed to it. Johnny Bananas is not nice enough to women, in my opinion. Johnny Bananas, um, I just think that he, uh, I, I don't think he's respectful enough. And, you know, that's just my opinion. I really like Johnny Bananas, but as the bachelor, I'm not sure it would send the right, set, send the right message. He also, um, he took the money from Sarah Rice a few seasons ago, and that also perma- permanently turned me against him. But I, that's just where I stand. I, not a good idea. And also, Johnny's moved on to um, hosting First Look for NBC. So whatever. Mm. All right. Good luck, to, good luck to Johnny, you know? You have to keep the universe pure. I agree. I agree. Um, next. Is there anything the show can do to stop having it be so self-aware? It honestly seems like it's always a fame Instagram cash grab nowadays, and no one is there for, quote, the right reasons. This is from Dave Thomas on Facebook. It's a great question, something we all have to grapple with and contend with, because it it is a a different world out there, especially now that Kaylin and Cassie are, like, having this afterlife together. But really, it's not just them. Like, Demi and Katie have been hanging out a lot. It seems like this group of women— either really likes each other or recognizes the value in spending time together. It's and definitely, I think, the latter. <laughs> it just keeps them relevant. Yeah, it makes sense. It, it yeah. does. Because, I mean, because then we do a whole podcast and we talk about it. I think that there has to be, like... It's, it's got to be the vetting process, right? Yeah, I guess it has to, has to be people who, like, are less aware of what the platform means. Like, it has to be people who are, like, less familiar with how they all go on Instagram afterwards and pedal products and whatnot. But... But then would that even be a good show? Because do you want people who are totally in the dark? I'm not sure. Well, what do you think about the recent Bachelor seasons compared to the original ones? It's just so different. I I like the old ones, but I think that's partially nostalgia. I mean, there's a reason why the show is more popular now, you know? And that is in part because of social media. But I did... I did like it when it felt like regular people who were taking a break from life to come on the show and then had to, like, go back to reintegrating into their life. I think the kind of, like, the disconnect, I actually missed that because... It was just sort of interesting. And now it just feels like all these people, these people don't do anything anyway. So they've got all the time in the world for The Bachelor. Yeah, because I guess it used to be more of a dating show. And now it's just a reality show that happens to be about dating. That's an interesting distinction. And yeah, it it is like, and, and the relationship is almost besides the point, particularly when it comes to Colton season, because no one even believes in Colton's relationship. No, it's just putting people in a house. And then at the end, two of them happen to, you know, put a ring on it's true. the finger. It's true. We just need, we need more of, I think it would be a little bit different if the, who the women actually were was used on the show. Because, like, we've since learned that there's so much more depth to Hannah G and Tasha and Katie mm-hmm. and and all and really all of them. And if, like, who they actually were mattered more for The Bachelor, then it would kind of change the casting. Yeah. Okay. Next, moving on. From at PritchMA, Mary Pritchard on Twitter. What's your dream Bachelor-style date? I, I'm not answering myself because I wouldn't go on any of these. But, like, as for the TV show, I kind of feel like they're moving away from the private concert a little bit, and I'm bummed about thank it. God. No, let's, thank let's, God. No, the, we need to get better artists. Better artists, but like, let's actually amp up the awkwardness. Awkwardness is kind of fun to watch, and mm. so I want more of that. I don't. They, I, went, they went to Red Rocks, and can you tell me who was singing there? I can't. No, I can't. No. It's so, so awkward when they're, them two are just like, whoever it is, are just dancing by themselves in front of this poor 
poor singer whose agent probably booked this gig for them against their will. Julia, you're the bachelor expert. How do they get these bands? Why are they so irrelevant? Um, I think because they can afford them. I think they can clear the rights to their music without having to pay too much. And they're available. I mean, they they have had some big ones. Like the next season, they had the Backstreet Boys. I think it was Dez's season. And they had um, Boys to Men. Like occasionally they get big people. But those, are for, they have, those are for integrated dates though, where they like kind of interact. Yes, that is true. Who did they have on Becca's season with her and Blake's date? The, oh, Betty Who. No, and then it was- oh. um, They had Little John. Did they? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. That was a waste of Little John. But again, that was an integrated (laughs) date. I think it's expensive to get to use the music on the show. I think that's a big part of it, honestly. So let's move away from it and let's stop forcing these poor people to like perform for an audience of two. No, I like it. (laughs) (laughs) It's a staple of the show. We can't move away from it. Let's harness it. And lean into it more. Speaking of staples of the show, this is not, but I just want to mention this week on the on the social media, Mike Fly shared a picture of Hannah B with um, Terry Rogier at the Celtics practice facility, and she was like getting shots up. And so I guess this season on The Bachelor, the Celtics are on. It's so weird. Also, incredibly important, Hannah is wearing a number eleven Celtics jersey, which is Kyrie Irving. Mm. Hannah's Hannah season will start airing end of May, and we'll wrap up uh, end of July, early August. By that time, it's almost definite that Kyrie Irving will not be on the Celtics. Wow. So, Celtics really not focusing on basketball right now. I know. They're, it's, it's really funny to me. I don't know why she picked that jersey and that number. My friend pointed this out. She should have gone with Larry Bird. Like, respect the legends. Yeah. Come, come in. and Or Bill Russell, even. I just don't see why they're at this. Like, I'm trying to figure out the Celtics' connection to Hannah. I don't know what it is. Like, why are they in Boston? Um. I don't know. Apparently, they also were recording in, or they also were shooting in uh, Providence or Newport, Rhode Island. I honestly have no idea. It's very strange. Like, doesn't make any sense. Of all the sports teams, I don't know why the Celtics, but I guess it's like cool. I thought she was all like roll tide and like. I think they did also film in T Town in Tuscaloosa. But it is cool. I mean, the Celtics are a major team. Kyrie Irving is like a top 10 player. I, I understand it, and right? And a flat earther. I get, yeah, and a flat earther. <laughs> she might be one too. Who knows? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, let's answer some more questions. But first, let's talk about today's sponsors. Article is an online-only furniture company that offers beautiful, modern, well-made furniture designed with Scandinavian simplicity in mind. Online only means that Article is able to eliminate the layers of traditional retail so they can keep prices low and quality high. No showrooms, no salespeople, just savings. And Article is serious about shipping. No matter how many items you pick, every order is shipped at a flat rate of $49. In-stock items can be expected in two weeks or less, and Article even offers in-room delivery and assembly assistance. They have the best customer service in the biz and a 30-day, no-questions-asked return policy. I have three Article items. I have a lamp, I've got a media storage unit next to my couch, and I have this awesome cabinet that is intended I think for like barware and wine but I put my shoes and linens in there and they're so great they they came assembled they're really stylish but they also look modern and I couldn't be happier with them they're they're both um really practical and look really nice which is basically what you want out of your furniture if you're interested in this article is offering today's listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more to claim this offer, visit article.com slash bachelor. That's all it takes. Go to article.com slash bachelor and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's again, article.com slash bachelor to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. 
Support for today's show also comes from Bare Minerals, the creators of clean beauty. Purity in formulation and unpromising performance have always been the guiding principles of Bare Minerals because they believe that makeup and skincare should make your skin better, not just better looking. This has been the Bare Minerals philosophy since they began the clean beauty revolution in 1995 with their best-selling original foundation, which offers creamy, lightweight, buildable coverage that's naturally luminous. The clean formula is made of only five good-for-skin ingredients, all minerals, including non-chemical SPF protection. Makeup so pure you can sleep in it. And it actually improves your skin over time. It's everything your skin needs and nothing it doesn't. For Bare Minerals, to be clean without compromise means good-for-skin formulas with proven performance. Like every Bare Mineral product, it's 100% cruelty-free. And better yet, both the original and matte loose powder foundations are available in 30 shades. Upgrade to clean beauty products. Use the foundation finder at bareminerals.com to find your perfect match. First-time customers will get 15% off when you use the promo code BACHELOR. That's bareminerals.com with the promo code BACHELOR for 15% off your first purchase. Bare Minerals, the power of good. And now, more questions. All right, let's talk more questions. And let's talk more about Hannah B. This is from Denise Flowers in our lovely Facebook group, Bachelor Party Podcast. It seems like Bachelor Nation is pretty divided on Hannah B. Any thoughts on why? It seems like those of us who pay attention to Bachelor content outside of the show are here for Hannah and excited about something a little different, less polished. But all of my friends and my mom and aunts who only watch the season and after the final rose think she's going to be a disaster. I think this is just an interesting observation, but I'm also wondering if others have noticed the same thing and have any theories on why. This is a great question and observation, Denise Flowers. Thank you very much. And I agree with it. I feel like people who are like Bachelor Nation junkies and super online when it comes to The Bachelor are very much into Hannah. And the people who are just like in it more casually, like for the TV, think she's going to be really bad. And I'm pro Hannah. I have been for a long time. I think it was like when Rob came on the show, I talked myself into Hannah, essentially. Um, And I stand by it. I think that... um, some people like to watch awkwardness, which I obviously do since I advocate for it all the time. So there's part of that. But I think the other part of it is um, she really couldn't string together a sentence. And so if you were only watching the after the final rose, you wouldn't be surprised by that. And that's like kind of what you're interested in because she was like that on her date with Colton. If she was new to you, um, that probably was like horrifying. And you're like, who is this girl? I, I just can't. But Mike Fleiss is pushing her really hard. He's been tweeting more about her than he I think really he has. He has with any other bachelorette. And I, I wonder if he if they're nervous that yeah. maybe it was the wrong choice. Well, I mean, based on that first one-on-one date with Colton, is there like a bigger most improved player award than her getting yes, the seriously? role of bachelorette after that? <laughs> it's really be- true. Yeah, it's insane. I, I don't know. And it's it's a good question. I mean, I'm, I was really surprised that he also was even at the Celtics date. I was wondering if he took these pictures or if someone else did. And by the way, Jalen Brown was also there. Mm. Um, huh. It seems like it might have been a one-on-one that she took to the Celtics based on another picture that that he posted with her with a guy and then with Jalen and Terry Rozier. Scary Terry. But it just seems like it's potentially um, something they're worried about. And so they're they're pushing her. I don't know. He just he posts a lot of pictures of her. It's kind of weird. And I don't think it's creepy. I'm just like, what's your motive here? She seems more human and like unpolished than everybody else. And I think that's kind of cool. Yes, I, I agree yeah. with you. We can all identify with that. That kind of gets back to the also the question of like, how do you break the cycle? Well, like get, bring someone in who's a little bit different. Yeah. And I'm into that. I'm into it as well. I think she's going to be fun. I think she has really great outfit choices as well. And I know she gets a stylist, but even on Colton's season, I was a fan of her fashion choices. Yeah. Well, actually, interestingly, Mike Fleiss shouts out the stylist. His name is Carrie. 
Oh. And he tweeted, he's like, he, I guess he he liked one of her outfits. I think she was wearing, um, yeah, this like red and white sweater. She did look really nice. And he's tweeted, great sweater carries the best with her, with a picture of her. Oh, and, yeah, the tie-dye red and white yeah. sweater. I really like that. I'm I like it, too. I like what they've, what they've dressed her in so far. It kind of seems very, like, all-American and um, relatable. I, I think they're just working really hard on positioning her as something that she might not be, which is fine. I, I'm happy with whoever Hannah's going to be. I think she's probably needing a little bit more help than past bachelorettes because who were our past two, Becca and Rachel, Rachel Lindsay? Right. Both are like extremely polished. So and, well-spoken and composed. Yeah. yeah. And so, and like you saw the way like Chris Harrison helped her so much during the after yeah. the final rose. So they're probably just trying to give her a little boost. I hope that her dates are good. And I think they will be because when she was actually talking to the guys, I was pretty into it. But, you know, I, I think when you come across someone on TV who is unable to put together a sentence, it's very jarring. It's also fun to watch them get better because like... That's true. So many people grow so much and become like we'll polished re- media personalities We'll by the really end of the be season. a part of her journey. Yeah. It's so beautiful. It's <laughs> many types of journeys through romance, through professionalism. <laughs> totally. Um, this is from Anne-Marie VG. Which, if any, contestants from older seasons do I check in on on Instagram? Sometimes I check in on Michelle Money, Ashley Fraser, and Tenley. Funny to think about it since it was like a whole other Bachelor world before social media came to its current significance. Great question. And so true. Two people I really like who I met and interviewed, like, I guess almost three years ago at this point. Maybe it was two years. It was such a long time in, in the running. Was um, Chris and Peyton Lampton. And he was on Allie's season and she was on Jake's, I think, and now they're married and they live together in Cape Cod. They're awesome. I really I really enjoy them. I check in on them sometimes. I've been checking in on Des lately. Are you guys even familiar with Des? No. Mm-mm. Oh, yes, before your time. Hmm. Des was left brokenhearted, um, kind of like Colton, I guess. Des made it. She was um, came in. She was fourth. She made it to hometowns on Sean Lowe's season. Her brother acted out and submarined that date, and as a result, she was sent home. It just didn't work out. But Des was like the front runner. Then she had like a really bad hometown. Wait, her brother came on the date on the hometown. Ooh, like he just like oh, like oh, when, oh, oh. when Sean and uh, when she when she was a bachelor when she was on the Bachelor, Sean went to her hometown, and then her brother got all aggro. Out. Yeah, exactly. He was super aggro, and then she was off the show. It was, it was amazing. It's kind of like the prototypical bad hometown. And uh, <laughs> she then became the bachelorette. She was really into this guy, Brooks. In the final two, he broke up with Des and just like wasn't feeling it. She was heartbroken, like the really bad, ugly cry. She was so upset. And yet she still picked her other guy, Chris. And now they're married and they have two kids and they live in Seattle. And I think they're like happy. They like wrote a book or whatever. But that was one that I really didn't think would work out because she was so upset for such a long time. Um, it was really funny. So I, I like to check in on her. Some of the other randos, like Tanner and Jade seem to be really beloved. And so people who are friends with them are kind of like still in the rotation. So like JJ just got engaged. Like that's kind of interesting. Actually, one thing I haven't been able to follow on the on. Instagram that's popular is that apparently there was a falling out between Jade and her friend Liz, who was on Nick's season after mm. she'd hooked up with Nick at a wedding. Oh, yeah. And it seems like there's a falling out. And every, everyone, like, hates Liz now. And I don't know what's going on there, but I, I was checking in on her because I was trying to figure that out. <laughs> Are there any Bachelor people you want to be friends with that seem like just great times that you haven't met yet? Um, Interesting question. <laughs> I would like to meet Andy and Caitlin, Andy Dorfman and Caitlin Bristow. Mm. Mm. In fact— they're in L.A. this weekend. I messed up not asking to get time sooner because they're filming a big Bachelorette special. They're doing like a 15-year oh. anniversary. And so all the Bachelorettes are back and they're filming it tomorrow. Oh, wow. So if you see any Bachelorettes around, that's go, why. 
that then then you'll know out in the wild. One thing I'm really wondering about that they're also filming The Bachelorette right now with Hannah. Are Chris and Hannah taking a break from their travel to come and and film this? I'm very curious to find out. I would imagine so. Yeah, I, it would be like a mid season special. That's like a bonus for her though. Is the Bachelorette? She gets like a break from f- her season. Yeah, that would be that would kind of be crazy. It's like not that it's a competition season to season, but it's like an unfair advantage. And she could go get some advice. It's true. And well, remember how they had on Becca's season, they had a bunch of the former contestants on for that one episode and Becca like yeah. pools them for advice. It could be kind of like that, that. They do that regularly. They used to. I guess they didn't do that for some, for some reasons. But well, they didn't do it for Colton. Yeah, I know. I think they got cut. They may have filmed it, but I'm not sure. Whatever. They had him and Ben's like weird bro date. Yeah. I still also really want to meet Jason Tardick. I know. He's a great guy. Phone. He, he does really seem like does. a great guy. Jason, come on Bachelorette Party. Um, okay, next. This is from Lisa Carey Lohmuller. Estimates on how many more seasons until we get a lead and producer relationship plot twist. I know it's happened with the contestant in the past season. There was a, a camera guy affair or something like that. Uh, and she said, maybe I just enjoy Unreal too much, but it seems like that type of intimacy, there's bound to be something. I don't I t- ever see this happening. Yeah, I don't either. You don't? No. While filming's happening? No. Well, maybe behind the scenes, but they're never going to actually do anything about it. My well, they wouldn't show it because it'd be bad for the show. Yes. But my prediction is, that if it has happened, I feel like it's way more likely to have happened with a female producer and a male contestant during mm. the Bachelorette. E- have you seen Unreal? Yeah, that's what happened on yeah. Unreal. Yeah, I just think that's way more likely. Way, way more likely. Just yeah, be- just because there's a type of like um emotional comfort that I think some of these guys find in in the producers that maybe they don't expect to want or need that. It doesn't apply to the women in the same way. Maybe that's like maybe that's like a gendered sexist read, but I just feel like that's way more likely. I would love for that to happen. It famously happened on the Real World in Seattle, season seven. You two probably are like, don't even know what I'm talking about. Nope. But <laughs> it was really dramatic. It's a. It used to be a major no no, but I think with The Bachelor, there's so much more interaction between the producing, the production crew, and the talent that it. Right. does seem like like it could happen. I wonder if just chaos is encouraged now and they're just like, anything you want to do, you can do. Date whoever. You can date people off screen, on screen, doesn't matter. There probably is more leniency than there used to be because they don't need to like pro- it's, project it, like a perfect image. It's all kind way. of a net gain. Anything that happens that's out of the ordinary is kind of a bonus. I I agree. I think that the show might feel that way now, but I'm, I'm not positive. I mean, I think... It's easier to feel that way when the when the ratings for Colton were so good, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Because you, you can go from that way. Whatever. Um, one thing I wanted to mention that's not included in the questions or anything. I saw a headline that was like, Hannah G is interested in meeting Blake. And I just feel like in paradise. And a lot of pe- me and a lot of other people were like, Hannah G needs to meet Blake. They both left broken heart in the same way. That's just going to be a crazy showmance. And, I, and I, I did think they would like each other, but now I don't think so. No. They'll look too good together. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very idyllic couple. I feel like Blake really needs to be with someone who has like a strong, dominant personality. And I I think Blake needs to be with someone who's older than him personally. Mm. That's interesting. An older woman for Blake. I think it could work. I could see that too. He also Blake needs to get out of this world. That poor guy. I don't know. Every time I, I see him, he's so nervous. Also, he's just doing so many events and so yeah. many meetups and so many drinks things. It's too many. Uh, I wonder if he's just still really, really trying to be the bachelor whenever he can. Maybe. He's I probably like has it on the back burner. I don't think he'll get it, but maybe. I just feel like Blake's overexposed. So, I'm just Blake feel- or Jason is bachelor. Who would you take? Jason, right? Jason. Yeah. Yeah. But Jason and Caitlin seem really happy. Oh yeah, I forgot so, about that. I don't want to break them up, you know? I'm I'm happy for them. Um, okay, let's do one more question. D 
you think The Bachelor should implement more of a fan voting process when selecting the leads, like having it down to a two to three finalists and then people vote online for who they want? No, I don't. This is not a democracy. Television is not produced by— <laughs> It's a by batchocracy. Yeah, it's a batchocracy. <laughs> Television is not produced this way. I, I've heard that they never want to do the two bachelor, two bachelorette night one again. They mm-hmm. did that with Caitlin and, and Bray. Right, right. I've heard the production doesn't ever want to do that again. But I think they should. That's I, such an interesting idea. It's so fun. Yeah. So what happened with that was K- Caitlin and Britt, they couldn't decide. So they let the guys vote on night one. And then whoever they chose went on to be the bachelorette. And it was, oh. it was Caitlin. Wow. Okay. So they had all the guys on. Yes. And then the guys voted. Yes. That's harsh. It was harsh. Ouch. Maybe, maybe it's mean. But... I don't know. I kind of liked it. I would have sort of liked if they had done Kaylin versus Hannah. I guess it's like really cutthroat. And also like do it with guys too. Like have Colton and Jason and Blake all be an option. Like see Blake the women. Jason. And maybe maybe yeah. they can stay for like four weeks. Keep it for a while. I know. Maybe they do. It's almost like do two separate shows or something like yeah. that. I just think there's more ways to, to I don't. I think it gives it. the contestants too much power. I guess you also could do, like Survivor always did this thing, Ponderosa, which is once they get voted off, they they have to stay um, like in seclusion because they're on the jury or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like film them after they get voted off and see what happens. Like, they, maybe, they should maybe go to another little side house and live yes, there. Yes, exactly. There's just more they could be doing. So I I do think that there should be like another level, like a big brother type of element, but it shouldn't be choosing the, the batch straight up. Yeah, I agree. And it, like... It ruins the mystery of how they choose them, and it just it gives people too much control. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for sending in the questions and for this impromptu. And Kaya and Craig, thank you for coming along on this journey, as always. I'll be back next week. I want to discuss Selling Sunset on Netflix and Mexican Dynasties on Bravo. Watch those shows if you haven't, because we will be watching them and discussing them. And as always, thank you to our sponsors, particularly Mercari. Mercari is the selling app that makes it fast and easy to sell almost anything. You take a few pics, add a description, and boom, your item is listed. With buyers in all 50 states, stuff really sells, and everything ships easily, so there are never any awkward meetups. You can find Mercari on the app stores or on Mercari.com. That's M-E-R-C-A-R-I.com. 